Today, we're talking about how you can completely destroy your metabolism through chronic dieting, the use of stimulants, the chronic use of stimulants, and definitely by participating in a bodybuilding fitness or figure show or fitness modeling. So I'll tell you my story along the way and how I totally destroyed my metabolism and how you can avoid the pitfalls of destroying your own metabolism. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Amy Horneman. I'm a functional medicine practitioner. I specialize in treating thyroid conditions, hormone imbalances, and helping you get your life back. So what do I mean by destroying your metabolism? Sometimes I'll call it metabolic chaos. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. And basically it means that your whole endocrine system, your metabolism has been down-regulated, meaning it has slowed down. Now this can mean that your thyroid is in a hypo state. It can definitely mean that you are hypothyroid either through autoimmune, so it would be Hashimoto's, or you are just hypothyroid because you dieted excessively or took too many stimulants or relied on appetite suppressant drugs and did the HCG diet where you're eating 500 calories a day, or you yo-yo diet in your entire life, or you crash dieted, or you competed in a bodybuilding fitness or figure show where you were on a strict, strict diet for 12 weeks and crush your metabolism and thus your thyroid. So thyroid function runs your metabolism. We know that the thyroid is the master gland. Now we're going to talk about other aspects of your metabolism too, but the thyroid is the master gland. So it's going to run the show. I always say that's what gives you a metabolism and grows your hair and strengthens your nails and it gives you energy to go through the day and balances your mood and clears your brain fog if the thyroid is not optimized and working properly, you're going to feel like absolute garbage, period. And you will not have a metabolism. So as you try to lose weight, as you put in your best efforts and you eat clean and you do this diet and that diet and this diet, and you buy every supplement under the sun and you buy every diet book and program and you know get slim baby mama program online, and you work out consistently and you're not losing, we have to circle back to what is your metabolism doing? So we have to look at your thyroid function. That's the basis of your metabolism. And what can absolutely crush your metabolism is that yo-yo dieting, crash dieting, competition dieting, 
using excessive supplements, using excessive stimulants, because it's a stress on the body. So when you reduce your calories, and let's say you, let's look at crash dieting. So you're reducing your calories. The most famous one that I like to refer to is the HCG diet. How many of you out there have tried it? So you take these HCG drops that some hormone center down the road in, in, a, in a strip mall gave you, and they're supposed to reduce your appetite so that you can stay under 500 calories a day. Well, here's the problem. Your body is really, really smart. And always remember that your body is smarter than you are, right? So your body almost has its own little brain. And you can think your way through this. You can rationalize the hell out of this and say, but calories in, calories out. Come on. If I'm eating 500 calories a day, then I should be, and if, I, if I'm burning, if my basal metabolic rate is supposedly 1,200, and then I go exercise and I'm burning more than that, we know that X amount of calories isn't a power. I don't even know how many it is anymore. I used to, but calories don't matter. So I've forgotten it because I don't even say it because it's not logical and it doesn't apply. So, you know, 35, 3,500 calories are in a pound. So if I'm depleting my caloric intake over the course of a couple of days and I'm minus 3,500 calories, shouldn't I lose a pound? You might at first. You absolutely might lose at first. But it's going to come back on because what your body does is it says, okay, so they're taking in 500 calories a day. That means that we only have 500 calories per day to run on, to fuel the brain, to to make the heart beat, to give some energy to these muscles so they can just walk to their desk, get out of bed, walk to the kitchen, grab their coffee. 3,500 calories a day is all the body has to run on. So what does the body do? It says, okay, this isn't going to cut it, not going to suffice at all. So what we need to do is shift down, down regulate the metabolism, stop burning fat, stop utilizing calories, slow everything down. That's where you feel your energy go down. That's when you stop losing weight. That's when you start losing hair. That's when you start losing muscle mass. That's when you start getting constipated because everything slows to a halt because the body is smart and it wants to protect you for survival. So it's going to downregulate your metabolism to slow energy usage so that your body can technically run on 500 calories a day. Now, as soon as you go up, as soon as you come off that HCG, which happens eventually, as soon as you eat a little bit more, because that happens eventually, then your body is only set to burn 500 calories a day. You're taking in maybe a thousand. It can't handle it. It cannot handle it. It's going to take those extra 500 calories and store it because it doesn't even know what to do. It's not ready to burn a thousand calories a day. It's not even ready. So the more that you starve yourself, go on crash diets, restrict your calories, the lower and lower your metabolism will get. So that's a surefire way to tank your metabolism and to put on rapid amount of weight would be to lower your intake of food, go on some kind of crazy crash diet, definitely compete in like a bodybuilding fitness or figure show. 
even though your calories might not be super duper low, you're so strict for so long that the bot and you lose so much weight, fat and muscle mass, and you get to a point that is not physiologically sustainable. It's good for one day in front of the camera. It's good for one day on the stage, but it's not sustainable for life. The body knows that. It says, we'll give you this day. And then boop, you're right back up. Look at if you are at a gym that has competitors and I've been there, I am not ripping on anybody because I've been through this cycle. And the last time I even had a minute thought about competing again, I was luckily in a gym where a bunch of people had just done a show. And every single girl that I saw getting ready and posing and thinking, oh, man, they look so good. They're in the bikini. They got abs. They got lines in their legs. They look so good. Maybe I got to compete again. They all gained 20, 30 pounds afterwards. Their bodies rebounded like mine used to, where I would drop down. And for that day or that week or those couple days for the show and the photo shoots, great. And then I would eat even just a little bit and back back up easily 15, 20 pounds. And that yo-yo, that up and down is such a stress on the body that eventually my body said, screw you. We're not giving you metabolism anymore. And I just kept gaining. And that's when I discovered my thyroid function had gone down. And to this day, I still... I do have psoriasis, so I say I have Hashimoto's because there is that connection of having an autoimmune condition, and then if you have a thyroid problem, it's most likely autoimmune. So one autoimmune begets other autoimmune. Where we see one, we see three. So because I do have psoriasis, which is autoimmune, I'm going to assume I have Hashi, but of course, in the beginning, no one tested my antibodies. So I either tanked my own thyroid through yo-yo dieting and competing, Or I had autoimmune, I had Hashimoto's that I just managed to flip that switch on through this stress of yo-yo dieting and competing because any stress will turn that autoimmune switch to the on position. It will turn that gene on. So that's a surefire way to tank your metabolism. The other thing that occurs is insulin dysregulation. So when you are in, and there is a difference between fasting and starving. Let me clarify. So to treat insulin resistance, we do like to incorporate in intermittent fasting as long as someone's thyroid function is working well. As long as thyroid function is optimal, we can incorporate in intermittent fasting here and there. And we train people to really listen to their bodies and don't intermittent fast if they're under a large amount of stress and don't intermittent fast if they are actually hungry, listen to your body, do it accordingly, do it naturally. But we do incorporate in intermittent fasting to lower insulin levels because it gives the pancreas a break from pumping out that insulin. It just gives your digestion a break from having to take care of food. It allows your body, that fasted state, to actually tap into your own fat stores for fuel and to actually tap into your liver and break down fat in the liver. So if you do have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which often accompanies insulin resistance or prediabetes or diabetes, then we do use fasting to break that down and improve liver function. The flip side of that is starving. There's a huge difference. 
So when we fast, we eat that our normal amount of food, but just in a tighter eating window. So maybe you're eating in eight hours, or maybe you're eating in six hour window, or maybe you're even eating in a four hour window, and you're only getting in two meals a day. But those two meals are so nutrient dense and calorically dense, and you have good fats like olive oil and avocado, and you're eating a grass fed steak, and you're having some olives, and you're having some grass fed cheese, and you have some dark chocolate and veggies doused in Kerrygold butter and, and some keto pancakes made with almond flour or coconut flour and dark chocolate chips. So you still are getting the same amount of calories in your eating window. You're not starving. What I mean by starving is just what I was talking about in the very beginning with the 500 calories a day. You're eating too little calories. You're not even getting in enough fuel for your body to feel comfortable running you through the day, running the show, allowing you to burn fat, allowing you to get through the day, allowing you to have any brain function, even allowing your heart to beat. So big, big, big difference between fasting and starving. So we do use intermittent fasting therapeutically to improve insulin regulation because when insulin is high, a fat cell cannot shrink. A fat cell will grow in the presence of insulin. So what also spikes insulin? Stress. What's a stressor? Extreme dieting, extreme exercising, stimulants, those fat-burning stimulants. Remember the days of hydroxycut. Can I get anyone to say amen to the days of hydroxycut, right? So we're talking maybe, for me, it was like 2000, 2001, just getting into like the bodybuilding and fitness arena, um, just starting to actually compete. I'd worked out my whole life. I just stepped into that competition mode and the fitness modeling mode, and hydroxycut was the thing. You would see five-page ads in Muscle Mag and Muscle and Fitness and Fitness Hers and Muscle and Fitness Hers. And you got sucked in. You're like, well, you know, these before and after pictures, they get pretty lean. And all of us were using it. And all of us were popping the ephedrine, caffeine, aspirin stack three, four times a day. That is a stressor on your body. So if you are using stimulants to lose weight, your body will pump out cortisol and it will eventually bump up your glucose, increase your insulin. So you can actually push yourself into an insulin resistant state just by pushing those stimulants all the time. It's the same thing of overusing caffeine. We tell you, go ahead and have a couple cups of organic coffee in the morning. But if you're drinking coffee all throughout the day, you are going to tank your adrenals you're going to go into an insulin resistant state. You're going to screw your whole entire endocrine system up because you're basically running on adrenaline. Not good. That's a stressor on the body. And then going back to flipping on that Hashimoto switch, if you're not yet diagnosed with Hashimoto's and you have autoimmune in your family and you have the genetic predisposition for Hashi, you could be flipping on that switch by extreme dieting and using excessive fat burning stimulants. Remember those stingers? You could get them at like gas station, right? It was like Stinger X or something like that. Oh my gosh. I mean, those were so bad for you. So if you're still using them, stop. Not, not, not good. Not good. Now there are people who we want to use certain prescribed stimulants, sometimes Fendermine for kicking up a very, very, very low metabolism, but we use those in specific cases. We use them carefully. We use them for a short amount of time just to like give a nice kick in the ass to the metabolism and get that going. 
but to use over-the-counter stimulants, like going back to your hydroxy cut, no, please do not do that. I do not recommend that at all, especially if you are teetering on having a thyroid problem, teetering on having an adrenal problem. You need to work with a health practitioner that knows what the heck to do and to guide you in this process. So those are surefire ways, excessive dieting. Oh, let's talk about just excessive exercise really quickly before I let you go. Excessive exercise. So who all has done two days at the gym? You go in the morning and then you go in the afternoon. So if you've competed, you've definitely done two a days. Sometimes you've done 45 minutes of cardio twice a day. I think back to those days and that was one of the dumbest moves I've ever made in my entire life. Doing cardio twice a day is doing nothing but pumping up your cortisol levels, which is eventually going to affect thyroid. It's going to affect T4 to T3 conversion. It is going to raise your blood sugar and insulin. Go ahead and test your glucose after a cardio session. Chances are it's going to be up. And if you've been crushing yourself at the gym twice a day, or even just crushing yourself at the gym and not letting yourself have some active rest like yoga, hot yoga, not taking a day off, you are destroying your body with excess cortisol. It might feel good for a while. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes you actually get some muscle gain. Sometimes you actually get some, some fat loss and you feel really good and you're like, this is working. And then you keep doing it and eventually your body goes, Screw you. This is not cool. You need to stop. And it will downregulate your metabolism to the basement to where you then you have to do more. And then you think you have to diet more and you have to restrict your calories more. And then you have to go to the gym more. And you have to restrict your calories even more. And then you have to go to the gym more. And it's a vicious, vicious cycle that will result in a completely tanked metabolism that we will have to literally nurture and soothe and love our way back to a normal place. And it will be mentally taxing on you because I'm going to tell you to actually do yoga and not work out or reduce your workouts or eat more. And that is going to screw with your head. So before we get to that point of you having absolutely zero metabolism left, let's reel back on the behaviors that you are doing right now that you think are good and you think are going to work, but they're not. If you are in that place where you are struggling with weight loss, you you really are doing everything and nothing, nothing, nothing is working. We need to look at your endocrine system. We need to look at your thyroid. We need to look at your hormones. We need to look at your insulin, your A1C and, and your IGF-1 levels and your cortisol pattern. We need to look at all of it to find out why? We need to find out the why you have no metabolism because you running on this hamster wheel and doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity and it will get you nowhere except fatter and more tired and more deeper in that hole that we are going to have to pull you out of eventually. Eventually when you hit rock bottom and you scream for help, it's going to be a longer way to the top than if you just stop now, stop the insanity now and reach out for help now so we can pull you up out of the little mini ditch that you're in instead of the deep, deep hole. So those are a couple of my tips for you to not tank your metabolism like I once did. And if you are in the place going, oh, Amy, I did that already, please help me. Then you just need to reach out to me. You can schedule a discovery call and we can definitely talk about how we can work together so I can 
figure you out and get your metabolism back. All right. Thank you for listening.